0: Welcome to Relationship Psych, the podcast, helping you understand how love turns to anger and even hate. Through the episodes, you will learn how to transform doomed relationships into exciting, intimate, and long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Grapes my adorable little dog Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul-crushing love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can learn to create a strong relationship. Relationships like the podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any mental health or relational issue. For treatment, talk to a mental health or relationship professional in your area. Today's episode is all about communication skills for couples because even the best couples have conflict and, at times, poor communication. How to stop disconnection in its tracks. The conflict cycle is the enemy in the relationship. It keeps you from a safe, loving, and responsive connection. Sure, all couples do conflict and have weird communication stuff, but how do we do conversation that either leads to connection or disconnection? Feeling got and understood by your partner feels so nice. You get the sense that someone is on your team, someone has your back. It's that sense that in the great big world with all the things that could go wrong, you have someone who can brave the tough stuff with you and hold your hand. So how do you talk to your partner every day? Early courtship is overflowing with pleasurable experiences and feeling understood. Couples almost seem to have like a secret language for just the two of them. They can talk for hours, text all night, feel cared about at the glance of across a room, It can be indescribably wonderful, that sense our partner understands us, knows us. In episode 20, we discuss your brain on love because, well, that easy talking with your partner at the start is helped by pleasure neurotransmitters and pheromones. These smooth conversations give us the sense that our partner knows us, that we're understood and we can really let them in. Maybe we even feel loved. For so many couples, they say they don't feel understood. But where does understanding come from? It's that sense our partner is seeing us through our eyes. They're looking at us. The TV show Transplant is based on the character Bashir Hamid, who's an ER doctor. He's a refugee in Canada. He and his sister end up in Canada after his parents were murdered in the war. He's a trauma doctor and after a series of heroic life-saving events like drilling into his soon-to-be boss's head with a drill, after a truck drives through a window, he ends up as a resident in an emergency room in Toronto. After another resident, Megs LeBlanc, is always there, always there learning. Whether she's outside the hospital reading in her car or taking the next double shift, she's always keen to know more. Over the course of the first season, Megs and Bash work on many cases together. They share some hugs, and almost by the end of the season, it's a bit of a magnetic connection. Now, on to season two. At this point, the couple never does more than look at each other from across the room, hug, or work together. But the show has you thinking there's something special between them, even though nothing has happened, they both seem to have that sense of being understood and safe with the other person. Now, Megs and Bash haven't gotten to the stage of relationship dissatisfaction yet. Couples eventually have moments of displeasure, hurt, letdown, or broken trust. And that early experience of seamless ease can become something of the long-distant past. Going back to the TV show Animal Kingdom, where Kath is married to Baz, Baz was adopted by Smurf and she grooms him to be the leader of the family's robberies. He has a quiet and somewhat kind nature that has him likable, but also manipulative and self-centered. Kath and Baz started dating when they were teens and eventually get married. However, Kath often becomes choked because she has to compete with Smurf. Baz and Kath start to talk about having another child and they're excited at the prospect. One day, Kath starts to attempt to have sex with Baz, but he turns her down. Immediately, she accuses him that Smurf has said something. She's super angry, and rightly so, because Smurf did say something. And all the past hurts, the past disappointments, the past moments of broken trust flood into this interaction. And their moments of connection and communication lose the seamless ease of communication and even conflict in early relationship it's pretty normal to have that early ease of flow in the beginning, but the longer you've been with someone, the more you have to hone in those communication skills because we all come with hurt and a little bit of baggage. This is where a lot of my couples protest, but communication should just be natural. Sure. I agree. It should be natural, but when's it usually natural when it's good. So if you're struggling, you need to work to make the communication good again in the book, by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller, Attached, the new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love, they write that the purpose of effective communication serves two primary goals. The first, to help you pick the right partner for you. Because basically, if you use effective communication, your partner has the chance to meet your needs. And if they don't, you have something to really think about to decide if this person is a good long-term fit. But the main... The second reason is to make sure your needs are met in an older, new relationship. This is something a lot of my couples protest too. They don't wanna ask for what they need. They think their partner should just know. So maybe it's worth trying being an effective communicator, if for no other reason than getting your needs met. So how do you communicate effectively and what does that take between couples? Day in, day out, what is it that couples need to do? Well, the first thing is use a little empathy. Teresa Wiseman points out in her research on empathy is you gotta make it safe to connect. And we can do that using empathy. There's four main components. The first, seeing seeing your partner through their eyes, seeing the world through their eyes, halting judgment, understanding what they're feeling and communicating your understanding of their feelings. Using empathy allows you to communicate your message in a way that your partner can understand. When communication becomes a nasty tit-for-tat dance, it's not usually the message you're saying, rather the behaviors you're using in your delivery. Consider a time a conversation has gone great between you and your partner. What were you doing? Did they understand you? How are you acting? Think about a time the communication went south. What were you doing? Did they understand you? How are you acting? Because often, it's our second point here in communication, that's the... That changes the name of the game, and it's our body language. Work by Burgoon in 2009 estimates that 60 to 65% of communication between people is done through our nonverbal behavior. That means it's not so much the words we say, but it's how we say things when we talk and listen. So when your partner is talking, lean in, give your head a nod, act like you're interested, act like dating an early relationship, like you would probably be so into a topic you didn't know anything about. Make that person feel important with your body language. To learn more about the empathy and using body language, check out the three-point formula so you're finally heard, the free guide. Check it out at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com. Remember, just because the sound of what your partner is saying is hitting your eardrums, doesn't mean they know you're listening. So use your body language to show them. The third thing to focus on in a long-term relationship is to stop interrupting. (laughs) Because while some conversations are made from the spontaneity of just saying things as they come to you, a lot of the couples in my office end up saying, my partner doesn't listen to me. And when they're interrupted in session, they're like, see? So just, just, just try to listen. Even if you disagree, back to point one. Use empathy, try to see it from their shoes. And then to point to an empathy is to stay away from that judgment. The fourth thing to think about, to have great communication is using things that lead conversation to flow. And that is using good questions. So Google some questions. And I say Google them because I'm shocked at how some people don't know how to ask questions. They use statements like, do you agree that I do housework when they're trying to ask about housework? questions can draw your partner out of their shell and have you sharing things and them sharing things they wouldn't usually do it. People always ask, how did I get their partner to open up? I act interested and I ask them questions. So if you're more partners like Kath and Baz where the communication has gone awry and you want to get back to being a little bit more like Mags and Bash with those subtle communication things that get you the give you the sense that, okay, they're probably into each other. It's time to up level your intention with your communication game. If you want that seamless, easy conversational flow and you don't make changes. Well, as the saying, as the saying goes, insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting different results. You need to make intentional changes if you want to make things better. These little changes can literally take seconds, minutes, a day, but if you really, really, really want to make the relationship better, well, maybe try using some effective communication so you can get your needs met in a gentle, kind, and reasonable way. And if you talk in that gentle, kind, reasonable way, you'll find out, can my partner meet my needs? And if they can't, you're really going to have some thinking to do about the pros and cons of your relationship, or maybe reaching out to a couples therapist in your area. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couples therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.